At the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, we started a podcast program to talk to performance artists about how they were handling the lockdown. We called it Hunkered Down. Times have changed, and so we are discontinuing that podcast series. But we thought a look back to some of these wonderful conversations might be both useful and fun as we move into our new post-COVID universe. So every now and then, BCR will feature a hunker-down conversation. And as we say, here we go. It takes a pandemic. Okay, you fill in the rest. For instance, it takes a pandemic for me to finally clean up my desk. It takes a pandemic to start reading that pile of New Yorkers. It takes a pandemic for me to finally learn to fake. Well, for audiences of live performance, it takes a pandemic to cherish our actors and musicians. With our great jazz venues and theaters closed, live performance has stopped. But actors and musicians continue to create. They have to. It's who they are. For this Hunker Down podcast, I talk with these artists who perform for a living about how social distancing is affecting their work now and when this is all over, about their dedication to the art of live performance. You're a working jazz musician with nowhere to perform. So what do you do? Well, you could create a digital orchestra, carry on from there, and we'll talk more about that later. For this Hunker Down podcast, we're going to be talking with three jazz musicians. Pianist Stephen Feifke is a young band leader, composer, and music arranger, and until recently had a regular gig at the Gin Mill, the Blue Note, and Dizzy's Club Coca-Cola. Dave Pietro is a most talented saxophonist playing in New York City jazz clubs since 1987. He recorded with the Toshiko Akiyosho Jazz Band and toured with Woody Herman, Lionel Hampton, the Village Vanguard Jazz Orchestra, and many others. And Dave is the Director of Jazz Studies at NYU. We started this hunker-down conversation with Jeff Burke, a talented saxophonist and band leader. He arrived at the Skype call a bit early and told me about his canceled tour with Harry Connick Jr. How's your dog? She's great. Yes, she's upstairs. I don't, I don't think I don't think animals can get this thing, can they? Actually, you know, um, I did read something in Hong Kong where they're they're skeptical if human to. I don't think dogs can pass it on to humans, but it might be possible. Oh, the other way. Human. Yeah, it might be possible. Yeah, I saw one of these silly things on the web where the cat with a mask over its face. I went, well, can cats really? Yeah. Get this so. You know, not not hard, but I mean, you know, you go out for walks and stuff, and dogs don't practice social isolation or distance. Not at all. No, yeah. I mean, actually, um, I mean, um, yeah, I was just walking. I'm at my parents' house in Philadelphia, and I, I, I was walking her, and, and, you know, I could see other dog dog owners just, everyone's very wary not to get close. It's, it's weird. It's like this paranoia. So, I mean, when you take, when you take, I'm sorry, I forgot your dog's name. Doxy. Doxy, of course, Doxy. Yeah. When you take Doxy out for a walk and 
you're at the dog run and the dogs are kind of like mixing it up. Um, I mean, you can't stop that. That's that's what they do. Yeah, you, you, I, well, yeah, there's no dog runs. I'm in the suburbs right now. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, I end up, uh, I was on tour when all this started and I had to fly home. Um, but my parents dog sit for me, so I, I end up flying straight to Philly. So I have not been back to New York um, in probably over a month month and a half what, what tour you I, was, I, I was out with harry connick we we were doing a month a four-week tour and we started in vegas right and it was just as all this stuff was really starting to make the news in in um china and i don't know about a week and a half in i was just thinking man we were supposed to end up in in, in uh in florida and i was thinking to myself there's no way we're gonna get down there you know like it's it's an older demographic and it's just uh, it's a man if we can get close to florida we'll be lucky and we ended up um we did our last we did a show in jackson mississippi we had another week and a half to go oh but that day they announced that uh that performance would be our last and we were going home you know because we were supposed to go to to chattanooga tennessee the next day and then to augusta georgia and all those dates just got canceled what what were the crowds like before that the crowds were full of yeah, so so I mean it was it was going going really well and then it, it just, was going well, yeah. Wow. It was. And how how long was the tour supposed to go on? Supposed to go uh basically till uh Monday, yes a couple of days ago and Right. You know, I'll tell you the day everything kinda got freaky is when the NBA canceled their season and Tom Hanks they announced was sick. I mean that's when there was a sense that man, are people gonna come to the show tonight and are they gonna be scared to be in a, a large group of people and but that particular show you said was was uh, pretty much sold out. Yeah, even I, I think um, you know obviously there was never a mandate. There's never like a governor state mandate to cancel events. That never happened. It happened in other states, but it didn't happen in the states we were in. Right, all um, the southern states, yeah. But and what Nevada. happened was people were canceling. They were calling in for refunds, and and it, it was actually smart. It was smart we got home because you know it, it's. It was just as things are really starting to pick up here in the states. Yeah, but it was it was unfortunate because we, you know, we had another week of, of performances and, and salary and everything, and we just kind of lost out on all that. And uh, Stephen Feifke has just joined us. Hi, hi, Stephen. I'm talking to Jeff right now about his canceled tour with Harry Connick uh, Jr. Dave Pietro is now joined us. So hi, hi, everybody. And of course, this is hunkered hunkered down. Because we're all hunkered down right now. Glad to see you, gentlemen. I didn't turn my camera on because I'm just not as pretty as you all. So I'm, I'm, I'm staying incognito here. Jeff was telling us about his uh, tour that was canceled towards the end. So you almost made it all the way through the end. Did they, did they pay you for the entire tour? No. What they did was they let us keep a, a per diem. Because we, we basically get a, a lump sum per diem for the entire tour at the, at the start. So they let us keep the per diem for the dates we missed, but uh, we didn't, we lost out on over a week of, of, of salary. So it was, it was a pretty big hit. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Uh, I mean, part, part of what I wanted to talk about with the three of you was, you know, being a performer um, in, in a jazz <laughs> performer. I, I see Dave is drinking some wine. I, I, I had I had my beer already. I should have brought it in with me, uh, but this is not bar crawl radio, so you know, I don't I don't have to drink. Yeah, but I'm glad I'm glad someone's drinking here. Um, so I, yeah, I do I do want to hear how how the how everyone is doing 
uh, losing work is uh, sounds terrible. So, so Steve, why don't we, Stephen, why don't we start with you? Uh, how you feeling? I'm thankfully feeling safe and healthy, and you know, I guess those are the most important things. Yeah. How are you? Uh, oh, okay. I mean, worried. Every you know, every every little cough, every little kind of like ache, and you know, you get to a certain age, you get these aches. It's it's like you know, what's is it is this it is this it? Am I done? Um, so it's, uh, it's kind of scary. So you're feeling all right, Stephen. Yeah, thankfully. Yeah. Good, good. And Dave? Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, I mean, I'm 56. It's like, um, am I dying or is it just gas? You know? <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, you've just, you've just, you just summed up what, what it is to be over 55. Yeah. Am I dying or is it just gas? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've taken my temperature this much in quite some time, but uh, luckily uh, everything's cool. My wife and I are cool and uh, just trying to um, stay healthy. And we went for a walk today. And mm-hmm. It's a beautiful day. You know, the, the, how everyone just, you know, being within a few feet of someone and, and then just sort of parting like magnetically, you know, everyone just goes to the six feet uh Absolutely. My wife and I went out for a walk today uh, in Riverside Park, and we came across an old buddy of mine. And I'm, when I mean old, he's old and old. Uh, and his wife was there, but his wife is like a close talker. I don't know if you know people who are like, oh. just, you know, <laughs> it's like and it's like, like my wife, my, I was talking to the last time we were talking together. I was the, you were the club, but you were getting close to the mic. So as, as far as oh, I know, yeah, the, mic, yeah. the mic's doing well. So we're okay with that. Um, so but my, my wife, but Becky kept like moving away and this woman kept getting closer and it's like, oh, no. what do you do? You say, please <laughs> stay away. I like you, but don't, don't come any closer. Yeah. So, so, yeah. um, what, 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 what's the experience of being hunkered down? I mean, are you, you're pretty much staying home, all of you? Uh, we're, you know, Gene and I, we still have to teach full time. So we've been. Mm-hmm. Trading off meetings and in classes, and you know, my my wife teaches uh, Brooklyn Public Schools band, and uh, so she's having to juggle three hundred students and assignments and all that kind of stuff, and and doing doing, doing it all with Zoom, I guess. Yeah. yeah, and and you, Dave, you're you're the director of jazz studies at NYU. Um, how mm-hmm. are you handling their, your classes? I'm learning all kinds of new terms like oh. synchronous teaching and asynchronous teaching. Oh yeah. All this kind of stuff. So, you know, we're we're doing the best that we can, and to to provide the students with the the most fulfilling experience we can under the circumstances, and and just also just be there for them. I had a meeting on Wednesday. Uh, Stephen, you know about Collegium, you know where all the undergraduates meet, and we just went down the line and gave them a chance to just tell everybody where they were, how they were doing, and um, you know, just because the sense of community is is such a big part of school, you know, that it's important to keep that going. Right. And one one of our students says that his mother's an emergency room worker and um, she's been quarantined in their house because she's working going to the hospital every day. So he's quarantined from his mother in their own house, you know, in New, New Jersey. So so she she goes into it's work. Really hard. And then she comes home. She yeah, washes comes up. Comes home. She, she's quarantined within the home. You know. She, and she doesn't have anything. She doesn't have a physical connection with the other people in the house with her. Yeah. 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 Uh, and Stephen, you 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 teach also. Are you doing some online teaching? I have uh, one online student. So, uh, and she literally just started with me. So, she'll, she she's continuing. So it is it is possible to give a lesson online. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. It's not as, in my opinion, it's not the same as giving a, a lesson in person for a variety of reasons. Yeah. So what does she do? She, I mean, when you're giving a lesson, you shine the camera. She puts her camera on her hands because you're teaching yeah, piano. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually, I'm still kind of building it up, but I think like a two camera system would be ideal. Something uh -huh. to show your face and something to show your hands. But what about the sound? The sound quality is certainly not as good as being there. Right. Um, yeah. It's definitely a different lesson structure, but it's, it, it can be effective if you're well prepared. Yeah. And, and, and you, Dave, I mean, is it t teaching online is, yeah. uh, is working I mean, I for you? Lessons, to Stephen's point, lessons are one of the easier things to teach online because it's just one-on-one. -on -one, so you're just, you have to just coordinate, uh, you know, a connection online with one person. And, uh, I mean, a lot of it is just, okay, here was, you know, your assignment was this, let's hear you, you do it and you, you can give them feedback and, you know, and then you can get into, I, I get into a, you play, I'll play. Um, it, it, Cause there are some syncing issues with the sound. You can't really necessarily play together, but you can do 80 to 90% of what you would normally do. It's not as rewarding. I agree with Steven. It's not as rewarding as when you're in person, but you can still get to a lot of the content. What's difficult is when you have an ensemble. Mm. Uh, and um, yeah, I wonder how uh, that's done because I just saw something on was a PBS where there was a choir and they were all singing kind of uh, in, in unison uh, um, from different places. And there's a whole yeah, bunch you of them. Do that thing, yeah, where people kind of record their tracks and then it's all put together. But it's it's a different experience. I mean, we're doing a number of things in my ensemble. I, I do the Wayne Shorter ensemble at NYU. Wayne Shorter was a graduate of NYU, we do his music. And, um, you know, one of the things that uh, we're doing is I'm having everyone do an arrangement of uh, Wayne Shorter tune, and we're going to perform that next year. And uh, then another thing is uh, we're, we're, we're going to do a, tr uh, a recording in GarageBand where we each record a track. So we're going to record the Wayne Shorter tune together. And then we're going to have some listening sessions where we just get together and listen to music and talk about it. I mean, that, that's that's the extent of really what we can do together. Right. I'm sure that um, this uh, can only go on for so long. You you all are performers. I mean, I've seen you all perform, and you're you know playing jazz music at a very high level. This uh, this must be very. Um, I don't know. What is the feeling of not being able to get out there and perform? Teaching is one thing, but you're performers. I think it's difficult. I, th I think people uh, I think have to be mentally prepared that this is a, a marathon. It's not a sprint. That it's going to be a, it's going to be weeks, months before things get back to normal. I think for musicians' mental health, you just have to understand that uh, it's going to be a while and just be prepared. You know, not just pace ourselves, um, not try and get too up or down over you know things every day and. Just a lot of people in the same boat. I mean, my friends who work at bars, servers and, and bartenders, I mean, everyone's in the same position. So I, I just think it's a matter of patience and just taking everything a day at a time. And, you know, we can work from home. We can practice. And obviously it's it's really frustrating not to be able to interact and be out there playing. But um, yeah, it's, it seems it seems that jazz especially is is such a thing that you can only do with someone else in the moment, in an environment and you don't have any of that. I mean, playing by yourself must be very, I don't know, after a while it must get frustrating. My, my feeling on it is, I, I, you know, I freelanced for 23 years before I started teaching full time. And I, I found I had this pattern that 
when my calendar was empty, I was freaking out about not having gigs. And then when I was having gigs, I was freaking out about not having enough time to practice and, and do a lot of other things. So <laughs> I managed to keep myself in a, a state of unhappiness, no matter what was going on. Okay, well, that's, that's, that sounds like what? the artiste all the way. You know, you're going to be unhappy no matter what. What I learned from that is, you know, we, we all have a lot of time now. And, and okay, so... We have to look at it. No, it's a drag. I mean, we, we would rather be out in the world and involved, and this is our, our, our nature as social beings. But there are things that we can do, projects that we had, uh, you know, on the shelf that can be taken off the shelf or, or practicing or checking out this or checking out that. I was looking, I was watching a Herbie Hancock interview last night and just really running some amazing things, as always, from Herbie. And uh, I, I just think that we have to... To refocus. And the, the other thing that's come from it is, I mean, it's, it, it is, I mean, at NYU, every day the, the rules are changing. We, they just canceled commencement yesterday. We don't they, know what's going on. They've been doing that CUNY, too. Sort of, CUNY's been yeah, changing all the, every day. It forces us to live in the, in the moment, to, be, to like every day we don't know what's going on. So to actually be there uh, in, in each moment and, and try to make the most of it. So, I mean, it, it, you know, every... Everything is an opportunity if you if you look at it that way. I mean, the main thing is to stay healthy. I mean, that's that's the big thing. You stay healthy, then you can do so many things with that health. You know, with you with your with your time. So yeah, yeah, with with the time that you have. And, and uh, Stephen, are you practicing? I mean, you're obviously not playing with anybody. I see you. I, I can see in the background you've got a a stand up piano on one side. What's on the other side? Do you have two pianos? No, that's um, a window. Ah, okay. <laughs> Maybe it's a reflection <laughs> of the piano there. So, do you do you yeah, practice? Yeah, actually, my, my girlfriend and I, we my girlfriend's a saxophonist. Um, we've been doing duo concerts on Sunday nights, and um, donating a portion of the proceeds to musicians relief funds. Um, we've so far donated almost five hundred dollars to New York Foundation for the Arts, and we're gonna do we're gonna keep like switching it up and doing different organizations every two weeks. Well, wait, explain explain that. You're, are you going out to do this? No, no, yeah, for sure. I, I did not expand. Um, we have been using an online platform called Crowdcast, through which people are able to sign up. Audience members are able to sign up uh, for and, and and quote unquote attend the concerts, and then they can also interact with us by typing in like a chat box. So it's one of the funniest things is that when we finish a song, they send applause emoji. Um, <laughs> which is way funny like way funnier than i thought it would be um especially the first time that happened so it's like what like one emoji two emojis like break down a certain wall that likes you know not that like there is a wall when you're performing but like if you're performing at like a jazz club you know like dizzy's or the blue note or even the gin mill it's like it's it's people aren't going to walk up to you and say like hey can you play this song whereas like when we're doing this platform we'll well, like we one time we did like a vote, like, do you want to hear this or do you want to hear that? Or like send your requests for next week. Um, and we made like our, our whole concert series based off of requests from people. And then we have uh, we're posting questions on Instagram. What should we play this week for next week? So we've got two more Sunday night. The first one is Charlie Parker celebrating Charlie Parker's centennial. And the following is the music of Antonio Carlos Chauvin. And 
last week we did um, the American Songbook, and then a week before that we did Originals. And so at the Originals concert, we were like, "Tell us what what musicals you like. Tell us what songs you want to hear from from the American Songbook." And then at that concert, we were like, "Okay, tell us what you want to hear on the Charlie Parker concert," and so on and so forth. So it's definitely not the same as performing in real life or like for real people. It's performing for digital people, and it's kind of it, it's very it's I'm glad that we have that outlet, but it's not the same. Um, anyway, so in a way, I'm I'm still able to perform, which is nice. And then I, you know, the other part of my career is mainly in writing um, and arranging. And a friend of mine, a close friend of mine named Chad Lefkowitz Brown, put together a virtual big band, and we were just featured this morning on Good Morning America for for this video that we that we put together. Um, and we're going to do a whole album of like recording. Everybody is recording in their bedrooms or their closets or wh wherever they can find a quiet space with, with their, with their microphones. Um, and yeah, so. And wait, wait, let but, me, let, let me get this. You're, you're, you're performing all at the same time. Going no. Into this? Okay. Uh, you, uh, I'll, I've, so I'll write an arrangement and then I'll send it out to the ensemble and then everybody, and then the drums and the bass will record it first. And then everybody else gets a track of real bass, real drums combined with, um, and, and they, they record to a click track. And then the, um, the rest of the ensemble gets a recording of like the, the mock-up MIDI horns and the real bass and the real drums. My goodness. That sounds wonderful. It sounds like you're busier than ever. So um, does anyone have any questions for Stephen? Everybody's using different software, which has created a slightly. Uh, we 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 now have like two page document of like instructions so that everybody's recording at the same sample rate. Oh yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe it. It was a mess. This first one, it was, quite <laughs> but it's gonna be. But we're but we're gonna do like an eight song album. Um, That's amazing. So I don't know. Uh, honestly, I, yeah. And then being totally honest, yesterday I had. A, a lot of things get canceled, like performance-based and writing-based of like contracts that were in negotiation or deposits that hadn't been made yet of people that are, you know, that are just worried, you know, They're, like that's the, that's the other side of this is that I think everybody is, is affected by this. It's a, it's a huge equalizer um, for the entire population, no matter whether you're rich or poor or whatever your, your status is, everybody is, you know, is in, at risk of, of getting this. And, you know, so that's why I said at your first question, Alan, that, you know, just being healthy and being safe, like those are the most important things yeah. right now. I was thinking that with all of these new innovations that uh, Stephen was kind of referring to, is the business going to change um, once once we're done with this? And we will be done with this, whether it's in July, August, um and and you, you all get back to work. I mean, things are going to be different. One, you'll have learned how to use all this technology. You'll have it perfected by then. But also, are places like the gin mill going to open up again? Are the Here, is there going to be that many venues left? Here's here's my hope, uh, and I say this as a as a guy who grew up analog. <laughs> but I, you know, we we've had this love affair with technology because it's new and it's shiny and all of this, and now we're kind of it's been, you know, thrust upon us, and we can have as much of it, more, more of it than we want. Uh, and my, my hope 
And and uh, what I think will happen actually is uh, because everything goes in phases. Is people will miss and 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 look more longingly at real human connection. And I hope that it actually leads to a revival of live music and and, and of uh, people getting together and and all that. That that will will have more of a perspective. Like yes, it's great to be able to do all the stuff and it's wonderful, but what really feeds our, our our souls as human beings is to is to be together with one another and to share experiences in the in the moment together and to physically physically touch i mean i'm 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 missing not the the silly handshake you know or the it's weird right was yeah. someone like who, who someone just mentioned they saw some friends or oh, you did you, you saw some friends yeah. and your you know your instinct is to put your arms around them give them a big hug and yeah. you can't do it no, you can't. You 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 stay separated, and then when they get too close, it's like are you are you rude by know, saying you know weird. back off, buddy? You know I know you're not sick, but there's rules now. I know yeah. it's strange. Yeah, I mean, it seems to me of all these social arts, jazz is just just the kind of art of the of the now, of the moment, of the space, of the people in the space. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, not to have that. I think it's great that Stephen has this uh, thing going on with your girlfriend, and you're actually playing. But you don't have. It must be weird being there in the room by yourself and sending this stuff out, and getting emojis, <laughs> and not getting, you know, not getting the other kind of feedback. You know, the, after you do a riff and getting the, uh, you know, you get that little applause. That must mean something to you as performers. You know, you're not getting it. Yeah, it's a different. Uh, setting for sure. Yeah. Hopefully, we don't have to get too used. Yeah, I was going to say I would go even go so far as to say that, and and I'm sure the guys would agree that that when you're playing in front of people, they change the music. Their energy changes the music. Yep. Sure. The space yeah. changes the music. I'm sure. I mean, I don't know, but it seems to me, you know, whether you're inside, you're outside, or the with the time of day, it's all going to, especially with especially with jazz. Jazz is just kind of that that thing of the moment. But what do I know? I don't. I don't know anything. When do you think you'll all be back to work? I mean, work the way you usually work. June-ish. June. Okay. Good. Hopefully. All right. Hopefully. All right. Okay. Yeah, that would. I mean, that would be a. Uh, that'd be the best case. I think June at this point. Is there any possibility of setting things up now for that, or things are just on hold? And no, I mean, I had. I don't know about Stephen's experience, but I had a fall tour canceled. I mean, the whole year is canceled. Wow. Well. For, I've for, had stuff all get canceled. Um, I've had I mean, promo- promoters just don't want to take chances. I mean, there's it's too much liability, so they're not going to commit. And then the truth is, there won't be a vaccine earliest till the fall. I mean, that's just the way the FDA works and clinical trials. There just there won't be something to give people that real peace of mind. You know, we're months away from that level. So, I, you know, I don't know how they're going to implement this targeted. You know, some communities can get back together. Some can't. I mean, I don't know if that's going to work or not. But maybe June, just, would, June would be very optimistic. Well, I mean, you you create a bar where all the stools are like six feet apart, and uh, I guess you, uh, you know. <laughs> that, that wasn't working. I mean, like they had a, you know, it took took the governor to say y'all can't be hanging out in bars because people were abusing it. I mean, who can measure six feet after a few drinks? <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's right. 
Uh, uh, so uh, D- Dave is finishing up the dregs of his bottle there. What are you drinking there? Um, this is J. Lore Chardonnay. All right, you don't want to don't want to waste any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, one thing I found is that you can get uh, liquor uh, delivered. So that's yeah, it. no, it's in there. Like liquor is an essential. I right. thought for sure they, you know they're like they they know they actually know that if they shut down the liquor stores, there'd be mutiny. Well, it would be absolute. <laughs> like, that would be the end of society. They know this. So I think they, I, 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 if, if there's any positive, I would say if, if New York could have an open beverage law after all this is said and done, you know, like New Orleans and Vegas. Like, there you go. Why not? You know what I mean? Why not? Yeah, we, we've not been able to get food uh, shipped to us, but uh, I was able to get uh, get all the liquor I want in about two hours. So without leaving my leaving my apartment. So I may become an alcoholic after all this. Maybe all we have left is just liquor. All right. What are we having for breakfast? <laughs> um, gentlemen, thank you. It's so great talking with you. I wish you luck. Maybe at some point we can get a report on, on how you're doing, because I think where you are now, it's going to be different in two months, uh, where, we, where we all are. Because this um, being hunkered down in our apartments, uh, I don't know how big your apartments are. We've got a one-bedroom. It's uh, it's got to take its toll. So, stay strong. Keep practicing. Talking to Stephen Feifke, jazz pianist, Jeff Burke, a uh, saxophonist, and Dave Pietro, uh, also a saxophonist. And um, we wish you luck. I want. I know. I want to ask you one more thing. The um, the Crowdcast uh, and, and this um, album, Stephen, that you're doing. Where can we find it? Crowdcast.io slash Stephen and Alexa. Okay, uh, Stephen, and it's S-T-E-V-E-N with yes. a V, right? And Alexa, like 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 Alexa. What time is it? Yes, but <laughs> well, Alexa, what's the temperature? Yeah, <laughs> I never thought of that. that I got those jokes out in like the first two weeks, man. <laughs> I, I don't know why that never dawned on me until like I. <laughs> you didn't put it together. Okay, that's my job. I'm slow though. Right. Okay. Um, and then the, the the other stuff you could get if you go to YouTube and yeah. you search Chad L B Virtual Big Band, LB. it'll come right up and it's my arrangement of Easy to Love. Can I can I can I close this program with that or or a cut of it? Would that be sure. right? Okay. Why not? Very good. We will we will do that. Thank you, gentlemen. Stay Thanks, safe, Alan. stay hungry down. Buddy. And uh, it was great talking with you. Cheers. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. Cheers. And now Chad L.B., virtual big band, with Stephen Feifke's arrangement of Easy to Love by Cole Porter.